When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Purple Daily. Before we dive into this episode where we debut a new segment on the show, thank you to Dennis Kirk for being one of our partners here. DennisKirk.com. Dennis Kirk during these crazy times is all about helping you get out and ride still. The weather has been pretty amazing the last month or so. I feel like every day, except for like the one rainy day this last weekend, it's been sunshiny. And so if you are a motorcycle rider, it's time to get ready to rock for this upcoming season. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley, a cruiser, a sport bike, a dirt bike, or a 10-speed like Judd Zolgad is probably riding okay. around the town. No 10-speed? That would not be a 10-speed. Okay. It would be a, a, if I recall correctly, my last bike was a Huffy bike, which was outstanding. And I don't know if Dennis Kirk does anything when it comes to Huffies, but... They should. Through May 28th, Dennis Kirk is offering 0% interest for up to 12 months, over 160,000 products in stock, and ready to ship today. DennisKirk.com offers a huge stock in-stock selection, also guarantees the best prices and fast same-day shipping and a satisfaction guaranteed. Order by 8 p.m., get it tomorrow. $89 orders ship free. DennisKirk.com, order today, get it tomorrow. All right, welcome into Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgat, Declan Goff here, and we're going to pay tribute to our friend, Matthew Collar. Cheap plug, by the way, his writing is available at purpleinsider.com. I just want people to know that. If you're wondering where you can find Matthew, he just launched a new uh, subscription-based newsletter, purpleinsider.com. And he birthed a year ago, that sounds weird, but mm. he birthed hot routes on of this show. Of all words you could use, that does sound <laughs> Football. <odd. laughs> and I would like him to be able to do whatever he wants with hot routes. Maybe it gets retired. Maybe he carries it forward and does his own podcast. But we, on Mackie and Judd here version of Purple Daily, are going to debut a segment that we call Four Down Territory. Come on! Football! Football! Football, yeah! yeah. Football! Yeah. Football! Yeah. Get some! Four questions. And Declan, if you could fire up some oh, yeah. appropriate music for this segment, that would be super helpful. Four questions. Football. Starting with first down here for you guys. The Last Dance has been a wild hit on ESPN, the Michael Jordan documentary. I have four Vikings and NFL-related questions spinning off of the last dance. All right. You guys ready? Yep. All right. Question number one. Yep. First down. 
Who is the Michael Jordan of Vikings history or the closest thing? You want me to go first? Uh, I am going to go... This could go in a few different directions. Not a ton, I don't think, but it could go in a few different directions. And I am going to go with the obvious one of Randy Moss. Moss is a superstar. He is. Hmm. I feel like he might be the Dennis Rodman. He's probably of Vikings history. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I mean, you could go you you could go Chris Carter, who rode players hard. But the fact is, Moss was such an uber talent, and and because and I guess that's where I see him being different than Rodman, because Dennis was really good at rebounding and defense, but he was not a superstar player like Jordan was. I think the closest that you get in talent. And and mentality in some ways was the fact that Moss had such a will to win, and he obviously didn't play a position like in basketball where he could just take the football and own the football. The quarterback had to throw it to him. But I'm going to go with with the fact that I'm just trying to think off the top of my head who are these superstars of superstars who played probably in their prime as Vikings. Randy Moss, my guy. I'm going to go Chris Carter. I think Chris Carter, in terms of superstar, you know, Randy Moss is is higher up. But when I think Michael Jordan, I think driven, work ethic, grinder. Moss was a lot of those things. Moss also, and so was Dennis Rodman, by the way. I think Moss had more Dennis Rodman sort of distraction, oddball characteristics. And Chris Carter was more like the abrasive teammate that everyone kind of hated, but he was also kind of right about the things that he would yell at players and coaches for. And when you think Chris Carter, you think relentless, like always working out, first guy in, last guy out type of a personality and character. I'm going to go Chris Carter. And both of our guys have exactly a combined zero rest. That is true. <laughs> so in that case, there really is no true Michael Jordan of Vikings history. No, there might not be. Because none of them have rings. All right, so this guy wasn't as maybe nasty and as mean as Michael Jordan, but he was tenacious, and that was John Randall. Ah, I feel I like, like John Randall, even though, yes, he was not a butthole to his teammates, he definitely had a drive to him and an intensity that reminds me a lot of Michael Jordan. And even though that was kind of when he, by the time he left to go to Seattle, I was just starting to learn sports and, and getting into it. So I don't really remember peak John Randall being a first team all pro for, you know, six consecutive seasons or whatever it was. But I do remember just this great player who loved to sack the quarterback and play football and would and would do whatever he takes to win. So I think John Randall is probably the closest one for me. And John Randall was undrafted. Michael Jordan was, what, the number two, number three overall pick in the number three, three overall pick? Number three. Yep. So, I, so there's not like a draft comparison, but Michael Jordan, the story is he was cut from his high school basketball team when he was a freshman, right? And mm-hmm. John Randall had to claw his way into the NFL. And so there's kind of this self-made story when it comes to both those guys. So I kind of like that one. And, bet- and between all three of us, we just came up with three players who, again, have zero rings. Yeah. Well, we could keep going down the Vikings list, and all of them would continue to have zero rings, <laughs> unfortunately. Football. All right, second down. Yeah. Which Vikings team would you like to see flushed out over a 10-part documentary series, aside from 2009? Oh, we all agree the 2009 God, Vikings... I'd, fa- I'd, I'd fall asleep. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, the team that I... That you... You could sort of do this, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to imply that this would be worthy of a 10-part series, but the one that you could do it with is ending in 98 and going back through Danny's years, which started in 1992. So like Warren Moon. Yeah, you could easily do the, the, ba- McMahon. the back and forth, though, between how, how you uh, brought in Moon and McMahon and you know all those quarterbacks, and then fast forward to uh, 
uh, Randall Cunningham joining him in 97 and then flourishing in 98. Um, you, you could go back to passing on Warren Sapp and then fast forward to the fact that they probably took Moss in part because they believed what the problems were with Sapp and they passed on a Hall of Fame player. Uh, I'm not saying that this would be as intriguing as something would be on that ultimately had the 2009 and 10 Vikings. But that 98 season, you could probably justify it or come at least closer. For me, I would actually do it a little bit similar to Judd, but I'd start at 98 and go to 2005, essentially Randy Moss, the tenure of Randy Moss in purple. Yeah, um, I think that would be fascinating just because obviously he comes in the league with such a bang and this great 98 Vikings team, arguably the best team that never was in NFL history. And the roller coasters that it was. I mean, they get to the NFC Championship game again in 2001. They get to another divisional game where they upset the Packers. There was moments where it could all work out, and it just... I don't think it ended prematurely, but it came crashing down pretty dang quick. So just like the tenure of Randy Moss's first first tenure here in Minnesota. You could, if you really wanted the extended version of that era, too. You could walk it up, even though Moss wasn't around in 2005. You could walk it up to Love Boat. You know? Like, it could just be... The end of Mike Tyson's run as coach. 98 to the Let's end of Mike Tyson's run as coach. Okay? <laughs> Let's just go up. Ten-part documentary on Fred Smoot's time in Minnesota. I would say, all right, those are both great ones. And I, two, 2010 is, an, is another one. You could probably do ten parts on just 2010 on its own. But I think there would be something fascinating if you, if you had all the behind-the-scenes footage of the four Super Bowl losses. Like, the, the entire... Purple People Eaters era of football. And NFL Films has all kinds of footage. I don't know if they have like last dance level footage where they're at practice and stuff, but wouldn't you guys like to see the inner workings of how a great NFL team operates in that era? That never won Super Bowl? 100%. Well, like, right, Judd, we get it. The Vikings have no <laughs> that, Super Bowl. That got to four of them and could not win one? But I would love to see Bud Grant style behind the scenes. Yeah, I would love good. to see oh, yeah. you know Stadium. those defensive linemen, Alan Page Embracing the, the cold? Yeah. yeah. Stories about fans freezing their you-know-what's off at, at the old Matt. I do, think the problem, I do think that, that the problem that almost not every one of these ideas, but several run into is is who's the jumping off point? So like who, who's your Jordan? Now if we did the 2009-10 Vikings eventually that becomes Brett Favre who who I think could yeah. who I think could be that guy. Well Randy Moss And Randy does. Moss could too. Um but I mean also if you went back and did what you're talking about Phil could you develop things like Allen Page's greatness and mm-hmm. who he was and the potential is yes. I think you could do a really compelling, at least five-part series off all three of those things. Football. All right, third down. Which non-Vikings NFL team would you like to see flushed out over a ten-part series? And I'm going to take I'm going to take the Patriots off the board. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Because we'd all probably say the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Patriots, right? I can start here if you want, Jeff. Sure. I-, I was always a big Donovan McNabb fan. In fact, I, I think I wore 6th, 7th, and 8th grade yearbook photos of Donovan what? McNabb. Yeah, I was a big Donovan McNabb guy. You wore McNabb jerseys and yearbook photos. Yes. I was a big <laughs> Eagles guy. Over uh, the Vikings? Over Culpepper? I had Culpepper one. Okay. How devastated were you when he got super nervous in the Super Bowl and threw up in the huddle? I, I was crushed. That's what I'm saying. I, I wanted to see this Eagles team finally get over the hump. What, four straight NFC Championship games? Yeah. I mean, I would love to see those 2,000 Eagles, especially when they got T.O. I mean, that was pretty captivating. I, I really I wouldn't say I was like a bandwagon Eagles fan, but I just like McNabb so much. 
So I would like to see something on those Eagles teams that came on the door so uh, so so many times that they just weren't able to get over the hump. So I'd say the Eagles in the 2000s. I'm going to go with the mid-80s and Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears. I just want to oh, see yeah. the Ditka, Buddy Ryan fighting. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that, um, that Ryan's defensive players absolutely worshipped him and loved him, and Ditka got ticked off. I mean, post-Super Bowl, after they beat the Patriots, they carried the defensive coordinator and the head coach off. Mm-hmm. And the defense carried Buddy Ryan off, and uh, the, the offense, I guess, carried Ditka off. But just the amount of, of turmoil with that team, which probably should have won, what, at least two championships mm-hmm. and won one. But there's probably tons of backstories there that would be great. I bet I, That would be a good documentary. Those would both be... Those are both be pretty good. The Eagles win feels a little bland to me, and maybe it's just because you're a huge Donovan McNabb fan. I always looked at those Eagles teams as, like, they were really good, but McNabb was kind of boring. Andy Reid was kind of boring. Andy Reid's more fun now that he wears, like, Hawaiian shirts to his Zoom meetings. But He doesn't care anymore. It's great. There's already a documentary, I believe, called Cocaine Cowboys about oh, the cocaine. The White House? Uh, no, it's about Miami in the oh, 1980s. okay. What's what documentary are you thinking of? The, oh no, the uh, Michael Irvin era oh, Dallas Cowboys yeah, with the White House. Yes, with the hookers. I got you. That's all that, of those people. All of those people. That is what I'm thinking of. Yes, okay. Yes. Um, the early '90s Cowboys, the rise of the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. You know, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, all those offensive linemen. Jimmy Johnson was a Jimmy Johnson, bleeping genius, and Troy Aikman. Like, there's there's a few different yep. Michael Jordan like figures that Jimmy Johnson could be the Michael Jordan of the documentary. Love Troy it. Aikman could be Michael Irvin could be. So I would put that on my list. Football and fourth down here. If you guys could verbally unleash on a current or former Viking. Michael Jordan style in practice. Who would it be? It's been done, but I'll continue down the Kirk Cousins path. You would verbally Unle- unleash yes. on Kirk Cousins. Yes, I would. I would ride him every day <laughs> until he either quit football or started. And I don't think he's changeable. But you know, again, the talent is there. And and why do you get to key games and key? Moments and you know, not all the time, but far too often he shrinks. It drives you absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. He's your quarterback. You need him more than and he's got the football in his hands consistently. And you know, Stefan Diggs, how many times could could we go back and chart during his time here playing with cousins that Stefan Diggs was open? And yes, it was a window. It's not like he is wide open for a long period of time, but that's what guys in this league are paid to do. They're paid to hit those guys. It would be uh it would be Kirk Cousins, and I don't think it's particularly close right now. Declan, who would you verbally assault? Okay, so I'm trying to think of guys that I just like genuinely despise as a football fan during a formable years as, as, a, as a sports fan. There's a couple that come to mind. And some of them don't deserve this, okay, like looking back on it, but I just remember despising them so much. I thought Benny Sapp was one of the worst cornerbacks <laughs> Benny of all time. Benny Sapp was a quality nickel corner, my man. To the point Terrible where trade. my best friend and I still call him Benny the Sapp. Like, I can't, I would love to just Benny be Sapp. Phil can tell you that's not fair. That's not fair. Benny Sapp played a very important role, and actually, they traded him in training camp. I think of two thousand was a ten. Yeah, for no. Greg Camarillo, who was just useless. Nice guy, <laughs> but just useless. You never trade a corner for a wide receiver. You're being unfair to my guy, there's, Benny Sapp. There's also, I would argue that in that era of Vikings cornerbacks, there's like two Ooh. or three other guys you could probably pinpoint. You know who drove me oh, crazy? A lot. More so, Cedric Griffin. Okay, I can see that. 
Cedric Griffin was covering him. He drove me nuts at times. More interested in playing uh, card games in the locker room than Betty Sapp was a big roller, though, man. Man, could they gamble on Fridays. So Benny Sapp is, Benny is Sapp. your answer? Benny Sapp. All right. Dwight Smith? Benny the Sapp. It's a coin flip for me, and I think just because of the degree of difficulty of like this person's job in that moment being easier than the other person's job, it would be Blair Walsh for me. Oh, Purely good. taking out my 2015 <laughs> that frustration. That is such low-hanging fruit to I'm take sorry. it out on a kicker. Like, I'm just trying to think of like the most infuriated I've been with what? Vikings players who failed at their jobs, and... Gary Anderson is high on this list, but Gary just seemed like he was such an accomplished kicker. And yeah. give me a position player. Like, give, give me a position. No player. man, you Bl- gotta give, dude, me, a, no. it's a, give it, me a position. Dude, it was a twenty-seven yard field goal. I know. A tw- I don't care if it but was he cold. Was just mentally weak. It was a twenty. Tw- if dude, like. I don't care if you're mentally weak. It's a 27-yard field goal. Just put the ball through the uprights. It's a story for another time, but that was one of the worst days of my life for multiple reasons. On that, when he missed that field think, goal, I don't think you can say that and then not tell the story now. Uh, okay, so I was with an ex-girlfriend at the time. I had food poisoning the night before the the Seattle game, uh-huh. and I was a mess all the next day. I was throwing up like every hour on the hour, trying to watch this Vikings game. Her house had no heat in La Crosse, Wisconsin, where it was just freezing. It was freezing in there. I have food poisoning. Was she Amish? Yeah, how can you have no heat? They were four broke college girls is what it was. And Blair Walsh misses that kick. There was a beer pong-like table, like a piece of plywood that they put over a foosball table. I went over and just Donkey Kong smashed it. Like, literally. And I'm not a strong guy. I'm a pretty weak, frail little dude. Yeah. And I remember just banging on this thing so hard. It was in shock. I had food poisoning. I'd watch the Vikings miss a horrible kick. I was in a freezing home with four other women. Did, did it was you, a horrible did, day. Did you break your hammock bone? No, my hammock my bone Hold was on. totally fine, but it was one of the worst days of my so life. So you're trying to tell me that one of these girls' dads couldn't have sent a bleeping check to heat the place? I, like, if my I, I daughter, I don't have one, but if my daughter calls, like, Daddy, we have no heat, I'm going to send her a check to heat the place, okay? And, and you can, just to clarify, because I'm assuming in Wisconsin it was also, like, 20 below zero on that yeah, same day, okay? it was freezing. Did they not have heat, period? They, like, refused to turn it up past, like, a certain point. Oh. Up. Like, I could see my breath in the house. I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> dude. And then I'd also, I had to ride a train back up after the game. So I had to ride dude. an Amex, Amtrak from, excuse me, from... Lacrosse back up to St. Paul. Oh. It was one of the worst days of my life. Wow. I'm telling Top you, five. I was sitting. Judd knows the story. I was watching that game. Well, two things. All right, we at the time on 1500 ESPN, we had contractual obligations to run. I believe a Gopher women's basketball game that day, if I'm not mistaken. And so we couldn't run Ventline on the radio, and we didn't at the time. We didn't have like YouTube and different streams. So that kick happens. And we, it was the only time all year that we didn't have Ventline. And so like, I was watching the game. That was the first time I watched a Vikings game in like four years from anywhere other than a studio or, or the, the stadium itself. And I remember as the Vikings were walking out to line up for this field goal, there was like 15 people in the room. And everyone kind of like, all right, well, everyone stops what they're doing to watch the kick. And out loud, as they're walking up to the line of scrimmage, I said, oh, my God, something's going to happen. <laughs> it was just like... I had an exorcism or something. Oh yeah. my god! It was. It was. I thought about something's going to happen here. And sure enough, that idiot misses a 27-yard <sighs> field goal, and first graders write him letters of sorrow. So no, that's what happens I would when verbally you accost Blair Walsh. For and you know what? He'd miss more kicks because of it. <laughs> He'd fall apart more. He had a good rookie year. Good for football. Had a great rookie year. So, my right. second guy, Bryant McKinney. 
Because if you ever could have maximized him, he's a Hall of Fame talent. He's one of the greatest talents I've ever seen yeah. who, for the most part, didn't give a damn about his talent. And he still played for a long time. Didn't he show up to camp like 400 pounds one time? Yeah, he showed up. In fact, they, they cut him the year that he showed up. It was after Brad was gone. Was it 2000, uh, 2011, I think? He showed up to training camp. He was so grossly out of shape that they wouldn't put him on the field because his cholesterol was so high, they were afraid he might die. Wow. Which, you know, for, for this team is no joke. And they yeah. were literally afraid he might die and released him, and he signed with Baltimore. His cholesterol was through the roof. This is a guy, though, go back and watch him. One, he played a long time at left tackle. Two, go back and watch his talent and think about if he cared. Like, if he had maximized that, he is yeah. a Hall of Fame left tackle. But If yeah, he maximized On, on the flip side... Like imagine being born and you're six foot seven and three hundred fifty pound frame, and you make millions of dollars playing football, but you don't really like it. You know, like there's that side of it too, where the guy was born to make millions well, of dollars playing football and just wasn't that into it, but just did it for ten years for and, the paycheck. And that's the thing from the last dance that Jordan completely can't get, and to his dying day won't get. He doesn't get the fact that guys who play pro sports don't. Some of them don't come an iota to being as motivated as he was every single day. Yeah, there's some people that were born seven feet tall and like grabbed 15 rebounds a game in high school and were just born to make millions of dollars in the NBA. But I always told we're you We're just kind of good just showing up to practice. I always thought that Erasmus James and Bernard Berrien, who, by the way, again, was not a terrible player, uh, James w- was not good. I always thought that those guys' biggest problems was they didn't like the sport. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like football, there ain't no getting around that. Yeah. Like, it's a real problem. Yeah, I don't think Christian Ponder really loved it either. Like, Christian Ponder was... Definitely not interested He's in just a quarterback. studying. That's, that's and, no problem. Yeah. It's just a quarterback position. Dude. Like Kirk get, Cousins, that, that's another guy that I, think I would Kirk Cousins, assault if yeah, given the chance. The list. I think he really likes football. I just don't know that the wiring is there to put the dagger in. Yeah. Well, there's probably more where that list came from, so we can maybe bring it back on a future edition of Four Down Territory say here. Four, I feel like there needs football, to be something more. We'll uh, we'll have deep voice Manny cut an intro for that at some point. Uh, thanks for listening to Purple Daily. If you are finding us on Apple or Spotify, please give us a five star rating and a positive review of it, as it helps spread the word about the show. And if you're uh, interested in subscribing to our YouTube channel, it's very easy. Just go to YouTube.com/slash/scorenorth, or if you're here already, and click the subscribe button. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad, and that's Declan Goff. We'll see you next time on Purple Daily. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. 
Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.